Kate Wheeler and I am here with Christine Bentley and you are listening to What She Said brought to you by Roar Publishing from concept to content. We are so glad you could join us. We have a fabulous lineup of guests for you today. Knowing what we should do versus what we actually do do financially can weigh on us heavily regardless of our financial situation. Dillis DeCruz, the Vice President of Wealth at Meridian Credit Union, is going to be here to talk to us about finding our financial truth and what exactly that means and where we go from there. Does it does it mean that I have to admit that I'm I'm broke or yeah, not? It does. It, it, does. it does. And it then does. and then start again and, and build and, everything. And 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 okay. identify the problems and find a solution. Okay, so dry February is right around the corner. Most of my friends are doing dry January. So now it's like two months. Maybe they go pick February because it's the shortest month. Really? Do you think? Most yeah. of your friends do I, I no don't have any friends that are doing that. No. <laughs> I don't know a single soul who's doing that. <laughs> I, need, I need to meet your friends. Well anyway, it is right around the corner. Hill Street Beverage Company has created new non-alcoholic wine and beer products that taste great and fit right into any social setting without being obvious. June Nicholson, the VP of Strategic Partnerships, is going to tell us all about them and what led them to start rebranding. And uh, from drink to food registered dietitian Angela Wallace is going to talk to us about energy boosting foods and she's bringing in some to try and that's exactly what we all need in the dead winter. Now how cool is this? We'll have the two forces behind the Shiver Show which brings together figure skating and different styles of dance on one stage. Christina Kulikova and Anton Asanoff will join us a little later on to tell us all about that. And are you watching the Grammys tonight? Of course. Yeah, well, musicologist Eric Alper is talking about artists who were overlooked and never won a Grammy, and maybe this next artist will win one one day. In our live studio sessions, we have Calgary R&B and pop artist Ruben Young, who's going to perform his new single, Bad Habits. And don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk, where you can watch some of the interviews you'll hear on the show today. Join us every Wednesday at 10 Eastern for our Facebook Live. We give away great swag bags from our guests and we're going to take a quick break right now but when we come back we're talking about finding our financial truth this is what she said on 105.9 the region stay with us Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. When it comes to money, the truth will set you free. <laughs> Joining us now is Dillis DeCruz, who is the Vice President of Wealth at Meridian Credit Union. And today we are talking about finding your financial truth. Not sure if I want to find out the financial truth for me, but welcome to What She Said, Dillis. Great to see you. <laughs> nice to be back. 
So what is our financial truth? You know, uh, this is really about having a heart-to-heart with yourself and going deep and saying, where am I financially and where do I want to be? Uh, But it's having an honest conversation with yourself to really look at where you are financially. Well, I would say, even for me, who is fairly savvy about money, I think it's a tough question to answer because I... I've had discussions and I I would put myself in one category and somebody else would say, that's not true. You're not. So it's, where do you, where do you get the the person who says, no, this is where you are? Yeah. And and I think that's exactly uh, what I want to get at today is is finding your financial truth. It's about are you okay? You want to know that you're, you're going to be okay. So I think that is fundamentally, everybody wants to know that they're going to be okay, whatever okay is for you, uh, because everybody has their own story. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to say, um, you know, this is exactly where you should be, because then what that does is it imposes a lot of guilt and should do's where you know, our, each of us have a different story. You might have gone through a divorce. You might be a single parent. You may have lost a job. There all sorts of things could life happens. And so when you put yourself up against a bar of where you should be, maybe because of age um, or because of life stage, um, all of a sudden we put unnecessary pressure on ourselves. So I don't think there is a right or wrong answer to where you should be. It's really about going, where am I at now? And what do I want to accomplish? And then having a heart to heart with somebody who can actually guide you on that path to get you to where you want to be. But a lot of people are afraid to do that because they may be embarrassed about where they are. Yeah. And, and, and this is so common. And I'm so glad you brought that up because we have people coming in with very healthy portfolios who are apologizing to us saying, I know I shouldn't be, I, I'm not where I need to be. And we're like, are you kidding? Right? So we put this undue pressure on ourselves. I mean, right now we're in RSP season and I'm a banker. And there is so much about how you need to invest in your RSPs and TFSAs. And there's this should do, should do, should do. And sometimes we just have so much pressure that our bar is so high that we don't even look at where we're at. And so I find it so um, interesting that people are apologizing even when they're in a healthy position. But on the flip side, you might not be in a healthy position because life happened and you want to be able to go into your your bank or your credit union and talk to an advisor and not feel judged because you're probably judging yourself already you know constantly and and most of us go into avoidance right okay i don't want to deal with that i'm not where i want to be i don't want to go in and talk to someone so i'm here to tell you take the leap and go in and talk to someone. There's also a little bit of social judgment in that I think for somebody my age, the the big question or dilemma, if you will, is I have X amount. What if I live till I'm 95? Do I want to uh, have a good time and and go through my bucket list and enjoy myself? Mm -hmm. And what about if I get sick and I need care? Am I... And what a, am, am I risking being a burden on my children? Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, saying, wow, I've worked my whole life. Like, I'd like to blow some of it now on some of the things I always said I was going to do. Yeah. And I think that, for many people, is the dilemma. And can a banker, can somebody like you advise me about where I'm just 
getting to be too paranoid? Yeah, I, I think it's about having that conversation. And just like you just had that and put it out there, I think you should be able to go into your banker uh, and your advisor and say, this is exactly it. I want to have fun. I want to do this. But I also want to make sure if anything happens, I'm okay. I also don't want to put a burden on my children and lay out your story so that they can build a plan around you. So then they can help you structure and put you on the path to say, yeah, okay, I'm going to cover this off just to be, you know, to be uh, cautious and to make sure that I'm I'm not putting a strain on anybody. Just put this much away uh, out of what I'm saving for, what I have, um, to to make sure that I've got enough to live on. And this is what I'm going to blow it on. You know, I'm just going to have fun. But that is the crux of it. I think you have to have to be able to have that conversation first and foremost before people start punching in. You know, what your asset allocation is going to be and how much you're going to go in your time horizon. I think you have to have that story, that conversation. So I would think that it would be good to build a relationship with one person because circumstances are going to change mm-hmm. as we discussed. It could be, you know, divorce, it could be death, um, could be health, could be all those kind of things. So how often though should you revisit with your advisor and modify because of various changes? So it all depends on your personal situation. And we, we what we do with our advisors, we actually ask um, our, our members, uh, how often do you want to meet with us? I would say you want a quarterly touch point. I mean, if that makes sense to you, it could be on the phone, just say, hey, you're, you're on plan, things are going good, if you want that peace of mind. Some people are just okay with twice a year, or other people want a little bit more hand-holding, and I think that's the conversation you want to have with your advisor. What's going to give you peace of mind to make sure, at minimum, once a year, at minimum, I think for your own benefit, you'd want to just you know, take a look at your plan and say, am I on track? If you've had a fundamental life change um, through that point, then it's uh, imperative that you get in and talk to your advisor because you might be in a financial situation where you have to scale back. Well, the other thing, too, is as, as to Kate's point, um, I've had uh, people that I've had for more than 20 years. So they know me. They know my risk tolerance. They know what, what worries me, what doesn't worry mm-hmm. me. And so they know that if something changes, I will call them. Right. So we don't have a regular, but we, we usually maybe talk maybe once or twice a month quickly on the phone and, you know, anything going on. But if you don't have somebody, it's really important to get somebody. I, I agree with Kate. Yeah, and it's the relationship that's key. Right? Exactly. Yeah, it's the relationship to make sure you're comfortable. Um, and you, I, you know, you could have even gone down the path and said, I don't even talk to them. I talk to them twice a year, but I know I'm in good hands, and they're going to reach out yeah. to me. That might be the relationship that you have and that you're fine with. But it's finding something that's going to work for you. So, but a lot of the financial institutions do tend to push their own products. Mm-hmm. So, how can you make sure that you're getting an advisor that's right for you? Well, I think it goes with your gut, right? So I think the three, there's a few things I say is, is that before, when you're having a conversation with an advisor, if they're not getting to know you personally, then that's a red flag. I mean, they have to have your your personal story, your professional story before they can even recommend, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what's good for you because product really comes last, right? That is the last piece after they find out about you and what you want longer term, short term, medium term. So, um, you know, I think it's critical that if you're not feeling like this person is really listening to you, listening to your story and understanding where you want to go and working with you, then you got to shop around. There's so many advisors. Product will really come last and that'll be about what meets your your investment needs and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I um, I have I usually go out for lunch once every couple of months with with my advisor, and you know, he really knows me. Mm-hmm. And I think if you you may not be able to do that, but but people are don't they don't think they want to be friends with their advisor, mm-hmm. but they should be. How 
how early should one start having an advisor? In your 20s? I would suggest it. I had an interesting uh, conversation with my daughter, and this is just kind of a sidebar, but she's uh, 17, and again, it's RSP season. She said, Mom, I think I need to start saving for an RSP. And I went, uh, no, honey, you need to start saving for university, right? Yeah. So, right. you know, get a job. We're putting it away first. So um, it's interesting. And my son now is uh, going to be 21, and he was talking about RSP. So I think, you know, I would get him. He's just went to Tokyo uh, for eight months. But uh, I would get him in, a, in with an advisor when he comes back because I think now is the perfect time for him to start talking about his future and where maybe he should start saving and what his objectives are. Right. Because, you know, you know, Christine and I were just talking about, you know, what about saving for a house down the road? He's mm -hmm. 21. He's not even finished school. But his, you know, five, six, eight year horizon might be, I want to save for a condo or a house, you know, once I graduate and get a, uh, you know, um, get a job. So maybe I should start thinking about that. And so what's the right mechanism to do that? Because that's also a good investment for the future. Mm -hmm. Love that compound interest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dillis, where can people connect with you and get some of this invaluable help and advice? I would say visit our website, um, Meridian, www.meridiancu.ca. And uh, there's a ton of information. We have a lot of uh, inform informative videos on there. And also, if they want to get in touch with an advisor, they can click on their location and uh, various uh, branches and locations will come up. Well, awesome. thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, it's always great to be here. This is what she said on 105.9 The Region. And we will be right back. Saturday night at the movies, don't know what picture to see? And Brody's got you covered. Did you like the film? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> no. does it. I love your honesty. <laughs> Films about paranoia, I think they do us a lot of good. Because it's not happening to us. <laughs> I took your mom, Romy, who loves a good film. We laughed our socks off. I was so bored watching it. <laughs> a film critic who shoots straight from the hip. Saturdays on What She Said Talk. York Region, this is your radio station, 105.9 The Region. Back to what she said. Gone are the days of being ashamed of being the teetotaler in the room at a party and being subjected to friends begging you to, oh, just have one. Hill Street Beverage Company has new non-alcoholic wine and beer products that taste great and fit right into any social setting without being obvious. Joining us now is the VP of Strategic Partnerships, June Nicholson. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we hear a lot about January being a month where people take the, the month off, and now February is dry month is this like it's becoming one long event well i think that's very true certainly people are well accustomed to january being a dry month mm -hmm. because it's time for resolution and changing your habits and doing things a bit differently but dry february is actually initiated by the canadian cancer society to again reduce your alcohol consumption to reduce those toxins in your body so i, I think it does become a little bit of an extension of, of dry january mm -hmm. but uh, internationally dry february is also accepted in britain and places like that too well, there is evidence to support that uh, uh, the fact that alcohol is a leading contributor to obesity. And with all that sugar, uh, given that we're all signing up for gym memberships in the beginning mm -hmm. of January and going on diets, I guess that follows, right? It sure does. And if, if you look at what happens with alcohol when it's produced, um, you know, the, the alcohol sugars is what contributes to the high sugar content in an alcoholic beverage, right? So the, the process is that the yeast consumes the sugar and produces the alcohol. So when you remove that alcohol, you remove 
majority, a substantive amount of that, that sugar and makes for a, a product that you, know, you can consume without having the same effects. There's another thing too, which I did not know that there was a large segment of the population that cannot drink alcohol. Right, you are, Christine. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we have you know a number of people through whatever means or, or requirements they have based both for social reasons. I mean, perhaps it's I'm at a party, I don't want to drink, uh, I want to be socially responsible. There's people who have the, the weight issues. And then there's the people who ha have a medical condition where it's contraindicated to a prescription medication. But also some religious um, of groups that, that just do not of uh, course. partake. Yeah, and so imagine being in a room, being one of those people in, in observing that religious uh, requirement and being in a room and saying I can't have that beverage because you know it, it goes against my religion so you feel a little bit out of the party so what we've done is we've provided a product that allows for that opportunity I think it's a fabulous idea I know my my uh, my parents were diplomats and were out every night of the week and they would have maybe one drink and then they would quietly say to the bartender just make it ginger ale just, I'm just going to say I'll have another, but just make mm -hmm. a ginger ale because they just couldn't, you, can't, you just can't do that. But now you have something that, that pours and looks nice and nobody would know. Okay, it does look nice, it does pour, but how does it taste? Because let's talk oh. about the history of non-alcoholic wines and beers because they didn't always have a good reputation. That is true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you think about what's been historically available on the shelf, there, there's always been that concept of, oh, they're terrible. They, the process hasn't been great because the way that the alcoholization has happened in the past is when you, you know when you cook with, with alcohol, you, you burn off the alcohol. So when, right. when you raise the temperature of the product, it alters the chemical nature of the, the, the liquid itself. What we do is we do a pasteurization so we don't actually get to that boiling point to remove that alcohol. So I would actually encourage you ladies to go ahead and take a taste of that and tell me from your own perspective okay. how good it tastes. This is the, what are you, what this have you is the, us, the sparkling brute. And this is from our Vin Zero line. Whoop. Well, that's very refreshing and very nice. And it, yeah, I'm, yeah, it's very nice, good. Nice, it's I mean, nice like a, like a light Prosecco. Now this used to be a niche distribution and now you've sort of expanded nationwide. That is correct, yeah. So we um, have um, been, over the last year and a half, we've been really producing a lot more varieties of the wines. We have a lot more of the, the craft brews coming up. And so we are available not nationwide at Loblaws, Sobeys, Shoppers Drug Mart, and a number, number of other retailers. We're in about 3,000 retailers right now, um, but 3,000 locations, not retailers, but locations. I'm mm -hmm. expanding towards 7,000 towards the end of the year. But more importantly, uh, it, it's going to be available online 24-7. And we're capturing that whole market of people who want to shop at home. But also the other thing, something very exciting coming up in just a few days, February 1st. February 1st, we're excited to have a, a launch with Weight Watchers. Weight, wow. Weight Watchers has become a partner, and, and if you look at the label, it actually has the endorsement on, on the, the label. And does it have your points count? It does. Just two points for a, for a serving versus four points for a regular serving. And if, you know, the most searched items on the Weight Watcher website is when people choose to join Weight Watchers, it's the first search one is chocolate, and the second one is wine, because people want to know, can I keep my favorite things? I think I may have been the only person that searched for Cadbury cream egg. <laughs> No, on Weight Watchers, no. four points. <laughs> that was 
was only four. Not bad. So what is the sugar content? Uh, the, the sugar t content is it depends on the product, of course, based right. on what it but is. But let's say the one we just had. The uh, let's just take a look at that. So the nutrition facts are clearly stated on the back. But sugar here is nine grams for 150 milliliters. So that's a fifth of the bottle. So you're talking a good yeah. chunk. So that's more than. And a compared serve. to wine, what would that be? Uh, that's that's actually less than half of a regular wine. Well, that's. Now, where is where are the wines made? So the wine itself is is made. The, the, we we purchase the wine from France, mm -hmm. and it's sent to our um, partner in Belgium, where the, the um, non-alcoholic process is, is completed, and then we bring it. We import it into Canada from there. And the beer is actually produced at several locations, but um, this particular one that we have here, this this Pilsner brand, is produced for us in Rochester, New York. So, are you telling me that you're taking normal wine from France, and then you're de-alcoholizing it in Belgium? 100%. And then bringing it over? That's right. It's because you think about wine, and where wine is historically known to be very good and very solid, you know, if you think of French wine, you think of how the quality of the wine. That's the key to our product, is that we start with the top product, right? So it is wine. People say, oh, it's not wine. It is 100% wine. We just take the alcohol out. It is beer. We just take the alcohol out. So you are left with the, the flavors, the polyphenols, the, you know, the flavonoids that are left in the wine. So you get all the good benefits like you would with a good glass of red wine for heart healthy and things like that too. So what is the price point then uh, for a comparable wine given that you've got an added process? For sure. It's a very good point. So Think about this. When you go into a, a dinner party and you want to bring a great bottle of wine, you're not going to bring a $2.99, $3.99, $6.99 bottle of wine to give us a... Uh, is there a $2.99 bottle? <laughs> well, it depends on where you shop. Sometimes you find it. In a grocery store in the U.S., maybe. Yeah, that's right. That's here. true. That's true. But, you know, what we've done is the product is, is very comparable to other wines because it is such a quality wine. So you prices start about, about $9.99 and go up to about $12.99, but there's a whole range of things available online as well. Now you say women are on the whole are consuming less alcohol? That is true and the reason for that is because the studies have shown that women have busy lifestyles. They have things that get in the way of life like kids and like managing households. Mm -hmm. So if you consume alcohol the, the effect of alcohol is the next day oh, for many of us is oh I have a headache, I'm hungover, I don't function properly. So women are choosing not to consume on the same levels that they used to and that is obviously a major target for us is the women. Mm -hmm. Wow. So now you said, and you can get it delivered right to your door. You can order online, yeah. it comes to the door. Yes. So what's the website? The website is www.hillstreetbevco.com. Hillstreetbevco.com, all okay. one word. Yes. So uh, what's proven to be the most popular? Oh, tough question. Um, we have been selling out of everything. And um, that's not a marketing term. It is true. Uh, that Certainly the Brut is, is very popular around the, the holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, uh, the Chardonnay is certainly uh, one of the best sellers. Just as a side note, all the products have been winning international awards for the quality. In fact, the, the uh, Cab Sauve Red just won the international double gold in San Francisco. And there's a rosé? This, this is actually, actually a, a Syrah. Sarah, okay. which is in the rosé family. We have a rosé brut. We have a whole line of products for sure. So the demand is soaring. It is, yes. So the category is, is growing by about 20%. That's unbelievable. So what, and with Weight Watchers mm -hmm. and the... is. The partnership between yes. them, that's going to be huge for, for you. It is. You know, we're really excited for it because, you know, women have the opportunity to, to 
satisfy that craving for something really tasty without having the side benefits of, or the side effects, I guess, of, of the alcohol consumption as well as the weight. So we're, we're so pleased to be a partner with Weight Watchers to offer that to women across Canada. All right, say the website one more time. www.hillstreetbevco.com. Well, June Nicholson, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay. Christine, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is what she said, and we'll be right back. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. 105.9 The Region. Keeping the 905 in the know. Don't stop Joining us now for On the Record, brought to you by Roar Records, is musicologist Eric Alper. And Eric, with the 60th Annual Grammy Awards happening in just a few hours... We thought we should talk about artists who have been overlooked and never won a Grammy. And that includes us three sitting here at the table. Exactly. We've never won a Grammy award but, but, before. Yes, but I mean, that's a good thing in my case. Because <laughs> right, nobody right. would ever want to I think you have to, to be me. nominated in order to, to actually... I think you actually should be able to sing or play an instrument. That's or true, too. do something that... But is Journey enjoyable. never won? Journey never won. They were one of the biggest bands in the world between 1978 and 1987. And my math tells me that that's about 73 years. Um, but during that period, um, they had such massive hits like Don't Stop Believin' and so many others. But it's amazing that even though Don't Stop Believing's chorus doesn't even hit until 40 seconds, until the end of it, they sold 75 million albums during that time period. And they've never won a Grammy Award. And they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And still one of the biggest bands when it comes to touring with their brand new singer replacing Steve Perry. And so is this band. Okay, Eric, kiss... This probably bothers Gene Simmons to no end. <laughs> Can't you just picture him? But then he's living in a huge mansion. But yeah, Kiss received one Grammy nomination in their entire career, but they received the um, what is called the Heroes Award back in 2001, and it is the second highest career honor that the Grammys give out right behind the Lifetime Achievement Award. But yes, Kiss, one nomination, no wins. This one I cannot believe. I know, right? One of the greatest singers oh. of all time. That's, of course, Janis Joplin. And not only has she been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one of the greatest singers in American music's history. She is 28th on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest singers of all time and one of the biggest selling arts of all time. Janis Joplin received just two nominations in her brilliant but short and brief career and she sold about 15 and a half million albums in her career but no grammy awards for janice joplin and the next one is a surprise as well no his mind is not for rent to any god or government 
Right, so Rush, they've got at least seven nominations. Seven nominations. Now, this band has more consecutive gold albums in America, right behind The Beatles and right behind Kiss. So they've got the sales, they've got the history, they've got the brilliant playing of each of the members, whether you're Neil Peart or Geddy Lee or Alex Lifeson, but they have yet to receive a Grammy Award, and it's likely that they never will because Alex Lifeson came out this week and said that the band is done. Who are they? That's the who. They've received a whopping two nominations in their brilliant career. One of the greatest live bands of all time, one of the greatest studio bands of all time with Who's Next and Who Are You's and the Tommy album and Quadrophenia. But they also, um, no Grammy wins, but they've also received the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, kind of like what the Grammys do with the Oscars and the Golden Globes. But, but is that, how is that if you, don't you win, get the Lifetime Achievement Award and you never won a Grammy? Yeah, that's, that's something it, wrong. I guess it's about that whole career, right? Which some bands would say that's a better award to win because it mm-hmm. says how great you are through the entire year rather than maybe one album or one year. I think if you win that, you should get a Grammy. They just, should just give it, it to you. It should be part of it. Even in categories <laughs> you're not nominated. Who are you rooting for tonight, Eric? Uh, I I am rooting for obviously all of the Canadians to win, um, but I just want to see a good, clean race and have both teams <laughs> play at their best. Oh no, that's the Super Bowl. Um, no, um, you know what? I I, I think it's going to be Raps' year this year. I think Childish Gambino and I think Frank Ocean, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of R and B and hip hop artists that are going to be sending a lot of people on Twitter going, "Who, who, who are they?" Who are they? Who Who are are they? they? (laughs) That brings you back to the who. Everything always brings you back. Come back to the who. Okay. Well, we will be watching, of course, and on the record with Eric Alper is brought to you by Raw Records. Download the single Rise by Elise Saunders based on the heroic story of Olympic equestrian Jessica Phoenix. This is 105.9 The Region. It seems more and more women are reporting feeling tired most of the time, and it seems that coffee and energy drinks are becoming a daily essential for many of us. Registered dietitian Angela Wallace is here today with ways we can boost our energy in a more natural way. Welcome. Thanks. So let's talk about staying hydrated. Is drinking lots of water a good place to start? Yes, for sure. I mean, our body is made up of 60 to 70% water. So a lot of the time when we are feeling fatigued, especially in the afternoon, it's because we haven't drank enough water and that will affect our our energy levels i know in working with lots of women i mean i could see them early afternoon like one two o'clock and they say they haven't even had you know an ounce of water yet yeah yeah i i I never actually knew that that not drinking water would affect your energy Mm -hmm. big time Big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I tried to drink water, but my issue is just that I'm, I'm, my bladder has never adjusted. So I'm constantly running to the washroom. So it does get in the way. Yeah. That is a challenge for people, especially in certain work environments where they can't necessarily just leave every 20 minutes. Well, people look at you like there's something wrong, wrong with you. I mean, you know, um, 
What are some other energy boosting tips that you have from a nutrition point of view that are better for us than drinking inordinate amounts of caffeine? Yes. And especially energy drinks. Yes, for sure. Um, So I think caffeine in moderation is okay, but I think we can get energy from a lot of different nutrients from food as well. So some of the important ones would be protein, healthy fats, and fiber. And all of those help stabilize our blood sugars. So that's very key. So if you're getting that big spike in your blood sugar and then it's dropping, that's where you get that fatigued or really tired feeling. So having those stable blood sugar levels is important. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, protein, healthy fats, and um, fiber help with that. So you can find that in things like legumes or pulses. So this is split peas, but any type of, you know, bean Mm -hmm. would be a good source of of those three things um nuts and seeds so here i have pecans and shredded coconut so this is giving you healthy fats fiber and there's also magnesium in nuts and seeds so magnesium is a a nutrient that actually helps convert sugar into energy in our body wow so it is very important for feeling energy or getting that energy boost And then your dark leafy greens, they are amazing for everything pretty much. Yeah. Spinach, kale, uh, bok choy. Broccoli? Broccoli can count, yes. So I didn't realize how much vitamin C was in broccoli. Yeah, tons of vitamin C, which is important for energy, and also iron. So Mm -hmm. the dark leafy greens are a great source of plant-based iron, which will help with energy energy production as well and especially in women we tend to have low iron yes we do tend to have low iron and b12 and b12 yes um what about that over there what's that hemp seeds yeah hemp seeds so um hemp seeds or any parts yeah they're pretty much the same like there's two names for it hemp hearts and hemp seeds but they are a great source of healthy fats so omega-3s and also a great source of plant-based Uh, protein. So I think it's wonderful to add to a smoothie on top of yogurt. So you have a smoothie sitting there. What what is in the smoothie? Yes. So this is an energy boosting smoothie, um, green smoothie. So there's about three quarters of a cup of fresh spinach, Mm -hmm. three quarters of a cup of frozen mango. uh, And then there's also two tablespoons of hemp hearts, coconut milk, and about half a teaspoon of turmeric. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And we will have the recipe on our website. Yes, and of you course, will. it's on your website. It is, yeah. It is. And so, is this something just in the winter? Is it because we're not getting enough sun or is it mm-hmm. ju- or is it something for all year round? It's great for all year round, but I find the cold weather and the lack of sun um, and the fact that we want to hibernate more, right? It's cold, we're less active, we're not moving as much. It's important to boost your energy and kind of beat those winter blues. A vitamin D supplement is something I strongly encourage, especially over the winter months, just because it will help with energy and overall health, we just don't get enough. We don't get enough. And and is it okay to let that go in vitamin C in the summer or just to cut it back? Um, I know sometimes people like to, you know, take the supplement all year round. I don't necessarily encourage it over the summer because I think we get enough sun exposure. But And we get it and we also get fruit, fresh fruit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And fruit, that is another one. It is a natural sugar, which will give you that natural energy boost as well without creating a major spike. So, Angela, tell everyone where they can uh, connect with you so they can get this wonderful recipe after they've checked it on our website, of course. Yes. Uh, so my Instagram, I'm always posting recipes. So eat right underscore RD mm-hmm. um, or my website, I blog. So eat right, feel right ca. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is what she said. We'll be right back on 105.9 The Region. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Centre is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 1059 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said. Dance and figure skating come together as one in The Shiver Show, taking the stage at the Glenn Gould Studio in downtown Toronto on February 9th and 10th. Joining us now to tell us all about it is Christina Kulikova, the artistic director and producer, and Anton Asanov, artistic director and lead choreographer. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Tell us what The Shiver Show is. It sounds exciting. Shiver. It is a fusion of pretty much any dance genre that you can imagine (laughs) and combined with figure skating. So it really is an artistic work of joining uh, seven styles of dance, uh, figure skating, theater, live music and uh, live singing. Pretty much it's an entire artistic fusion is what I think. Is it all on Um, ice? It's not all nice. We split the stage for two parts. So we're placing the synthetic ice at the back of stage for the figure skaters to allow them to perform their program. And the first part of the stage will be for dancers, for tap dancer, for flamenco dancer, for ballroom couples cast. So like this. Is there any kind of dance that can't be done on the ice? Um, mm, we have few parts like through our choreography when we are dancing on the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky, but uh, we're working with this. <laughs> it was an interesting experience yeah. to put dancers on part of the ice because there are combined acts with dance and figure skating, and uh, just learning to work with the surface. And then we have actually figure skaters who are coming off the ice as well um, through different lifts and tricks. So that was an experience for them um, to ensure that you know there's nothing under their feet and, and they're off the ice. So, so when you say fusion, you, you mm-hmm. it really is. It, it's a blend. Yeah, it's mixing all the styles together. It, it shouldn't really be a surprise because over the years, I mean, when I started way back when watching figure skating, it was pretty basic. And then it became 
very artistic. I mean, now the competitions are, um, you know, I mean, they're amazing. Dancing on ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, even, you know, competitions like championships and whatever. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, very artistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, so is this like a combination of that and Cirque du Soleil on ice and land? Um, maybe in some parts, yeah. like, uh, yeah, you can uh, find some parallels in uh, this, but uh, this combination, w- which one we created, like, it's totally unique and new for, for the world. Kate, so do you have no? a feeling that he's withholding from us? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he doesn't really want to tell us. He wants people to just go and see for themselves. He doesn't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> well, there are eight professional world-class ballroom and Latin dancers, seven professional competitive and show dance figure skaters. So how did the idea for the, the project come about in the first place? I always personally wanted to stage a theater show, and I think to have just never met the right people to join forces with me. And I've always wanted to step away from the traditional world of either dancing or theater or, or skating. Let's say skating is not my forte. We have a, a partner, Gleason Ice, who is bringing the skating to the table. Um, but in terms of dancing, the fusion idea has always appealed to me to sort of take it away from the traditional view that people have of ballroom dancing mm-hmm. and show that once combined with other genres, it can take on a life of its own and not something that people expect. Um, and so we're really... Uh, kind of influenced by ballet, by jazz, by tap, and seeing all those elements come together, I think, is really what takes it away from kind of the old classical look of ballroom dancing. Is the show for everyone? Yep. Yeah? All ages. I think we have somebody as young as three three years old coming <laughs> and as old as, I think, 87. So it's a broad, broad range, yeah, of, of anybody wishing to attend. Well, both of you are in the show Correct. as well. Right. So how is it being a choreographer and... And, and dancing yourself. That must be, do you, do you order yourself about? Mm. <laughs> we order each other about. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm creating the ballroom uh, choreography and the routine for all ballroom cast. And uh, it's interesting, it's exciting. Also, uh, we have a few acts when uh, this ballroom choreography combined it with uh, another dancers. Mm-hmm. So we are working all together like a team. There's six choreographers yeah. in total, so everybody's responsible yeah. for their section of the uh, genre that they're professionals in. Uh, so we, you know we have Canadian uh, Jorgen Ballet of Canada ballet choreographer, Broadway tap choreographer who's joining us, um, really high caliber uh, other choreographers who have taught us a lot and whom I think we've also taught a lot in terms of working mm-hmm. with different um, styles. And yeah, I would say that that's. It's difficult in a sense of dancing in the show and choreographing and producing the show, but at the same time, you just feel like much, much bigger part of the whole thing that way. Is and you can relate better yeah. to the performers. Is this the first of its kind that you know of? In Canada, yes. In Canada? <laughs> where, where else? Oh, is it... We, I've seen elements of it being done in Russia, actually, mm-hmm. where they've taken figure skating, combined it with uh, dancing, but most of the time it has been on, actu- like on, a, on an ice rink. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. versus a theater stage. Do you think, I mean, we've seen over the last, I guess maybe a decade now, just a huge resurgence in the popularity of dancing um, across across the board, from children's shows um, like The Next Step, which mm-hmm. brings back dance to Dancing with the Stars, to all these shows. Do, do, is, is that something that you felt that you capitalized on, or are you taking it another step forward? Mm, I 
I think we're taking it like another step forward, yeah, because uh, these whole shows, uh, they produced like special for TV and uh, we uh, made our idea like more theater production. Mm-hmm. Theater production, which one we can use also on TV, but it will be like just like show numbers, like a show seg- section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, the, all the acts are actually also applicable for like corporate events and festivals. And the grand plan is to obviously take the show on tour uh, across Canada. That's sort of a big next step. And I think that's what makes it really interesting is that it's not necessarily a TV competition of sorts that sort of passes and, and finishes. Um, mm-hmm. This is a long living project that I think all the performers are excited about to take it on tour and, and continue on with the show. Now, do you sort of foresee that if you do take it on tour and it's popular that then you change it up uh, and then just keep going? I think elements will probably be tweaked. It will be developed. Yes. It yeah. will be developed, yeah, because uh, we already have uh, a few ideas how it can be like developed in future. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, we already have like scenario and the plan for this show, so we're just keeping it. Yeah. And the, see, he's not revealing anything <laughs> yeah, at all. He's keeping this very close to the chest of the heart. It's very secretive. Well, you know, yeah. you know those Russians. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are three shows on February 9th and 10th, right? Correct. Right. Two on Saturday and one on Friday. So where can people go to get tickets for the show? All the tickets can be purchased on the show website, so uh, www.shivershow.ca. And they can choose the seats that they would like to sit in. There is a seating plot for every show. So they just super simple online and they can... uh, And the name, Shiver Show. Where did Mm. it come from? (laughs) We were actually debating a couple of names. We wanted to do Blades and Heels. Blades and Heels. (laughs) (laughs) We were thinking um, Ice Wonderland, but that was a little bit too typical. Um, Shiver really came from the fact that it was a winter story and it's a new twist on the tale of the Ice Queen and her kingdom uh, and sort of the battle between good and evil. And so Shiver just sort of sent a tone of danger and winter and hopefully that comes across. <laughs> so it, it, it is it is a story as opposed to separate acts. Correct. It's still a theater story. So it's a combination of uh, the theater show told through figure skating and through dance and music. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah. And I like the idea an artificial, the synthetic ice, which you mentioned. So you can basically roll it up and take it anywhere. Yep. Uh, which is, which is <laughs> anyway. good for future, future that's, tourists. That's the plan. And I mean, the, the actual numbers are adjustable to make sure that they fit any area, any theater, any stage. Uh, so it's not pertaining just to the Glenn Gould studio, uh, where it's obviously premiering, but it can be tweaked to accommodate mm-hmm. other venues. Well, I think it's fabulous, yeah. and I wish you um, all the best as you, you know, take it forward, even if you don't tell us much about the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you notice Christina's talking, Anton, not so much. <laughs> He's afraid I, to give something away. I just away. try to keep the in, intrigue. Keep the intrigue. intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. There we go, we got it. Here we go, shiver and intrigue, the two key words here. <laughs> well, good luck. good luck with everything. Thank, thank you guys you. very much. We thank you for and having thank us. thank you both for joining us. This was wonderful. This is What She Said, and we will be right back. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. 
trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit KearnsandCo.com. The Spark of Markham. CFMS 105.9. The Region. Ooh, bad habits look good on you. Welcome back. What you are listening to is Bad Habits by Calgary-based R&B and pop artist Ruben Young. Welcome to What She Said. Ladies, thank you for having me. Now, that is your latest single, which was produced by Juno Award winner Classified. What was it like working with him? Incredible. It was incredible. He's uh, a stand-up person. He's an incredible creator. He's a very down-to-earth individual. And uh, when I met him, I didn't have any music out at the time. So he really took me on as an emerging new artist. He Mm -hmm. respected my creative vision, which a guy like that didn't need to do. He could have totally taken the reins. But uh, yeah, it was was some game-changing stuff. So how did you get started back in the day? Back in the day. Back in the day. Oh, my gosh. Well, I I mean, like, I have had – I did bands and cover shows for years – but when I decided to take this thing seriously, I had just graduated from university with my finance degree. <laughs> Same thing, finance and music, right? <laughs> a little shift in money. Let's be real about it. Um, and I decided to kick it off by playing 50 days of shows in a row back home to try to make some buzz for myself. That's the 50 days YYC That's right. that led up to the festival that the, you started? That's right. So 2014 okay. was just me playing shows. 2015, I said, hey, let's turn this into a music festival. New artist, new venue every day, which uh, uh, led me to lose some hair, uh, lose <laughs> sleep, and absolutely go broke because throwing outdoor shows in Calgary is a terrible idea. And uh, oh. <laughs> meanwhile, I was ha- super heartbroken from this girl that I had been chasing for like seven years and thought I was going to marry. She told me she would, but she, it wasn't just me. The way I just said it made it sound like I was. I love the girl. It didn't work out. It failed. So I wrote a bunch of music, and that's where Bad Habits came from. And the rest is history. Yeah. That's right. That's You're, right. Where can people find you online? Um, everywhere. Instagram, at The Rubs. That's me. Yes, The Rubs. I said it out loud. Okay. Yeah. Um, and all my buddies call me Rubs like, since I was in grade seven. It's pretty funny, actually. Rubs from Ruben. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's easy okay. to, to derive. But uh, yeah, on Spotify as well, tons of music on there. So, What are you working on now? There's so much. Um, a ton of new music. And I'm just looking forward to a huge 2018. I have a lot of things on the, on the checklist to cross off. And you'll be back. Oh, I'll be back. I'm coming to see you girls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. Be sure to check us out online at whatshesaidtalk.com. But right now, singing us out in our live studio sessions, here is Reuben Young performing Bad Habits. Let's do it. Hey. Come on, Toronto. Hey. She plays the same old tune. Broken records, babe, ain't nothing new. But that's the dance we do. Oh, bad habits. 
look good on you, yeah. But she's the type of drug you know you love to do. But when you get too high, she'll make a mess of you. And it's a dangerous affair. Said it's a dangerous affair. And you're dangerous, love. And you're dangerous, love. I get dangerous love. Ooh, I get dangerous. I get dangerous. I get dangerous. Ooh, bad habits. She got a classic tune. So nostalgic, babe. Singing the blues. Stuck in the same damn game. Oh, bad habits. When I hear her name, yeah. But she's a type of drug you know you love to do. But when you get too high, she'll make a mess of you. And it's a dangerous affair. Said it's a dangerous affair. And you're dangerous, love. And you're dangerous, love. I get dangerous love. Ooh, I get dangerous. I get dangerous. I get dangerous. Ooh, bad habits. It's a dangerous affair. She's bound to tear me apart. They say love is tough. Well, darling, you're. Hey, hey, I get dangerous love. 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 It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. 
and thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.